Welcome to another episode of the QB List Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Count Elsliger. I am joined this week by my usual co-host, Mario Damajo Jr. Mario, how was your holiday weekend? Uh, you know, it was great. Lots of ham, lots of gifts. I am now decked out in some new fresh Eagles gear from head to toe, new, new hat, new socks, and everything in between. Uh, my birds, of course, lost over the weekend, but we'll get to that when we do the recaps. But good weekend. Good, good Christmas holiday. Well, and normally, yeah, mine was good as well. And normally, I don't feel as bad about being outnumbered in terms of Philly. But I'm also joined by another fellow Eagle fan this week, Drew DeLuca. <laughs> He's joining us. We are doing a combo of the What We Saw podcast and the Waiver Wire show because of the holiday weekend. Drew, same thing. How's your holidays? Uh, welcome to the show. Thank you. It's great. It's great to be here. And holidays were great. Uh, I had a good time with uh, just the core, the core nuclear family here at home. It was a nice, quiet, relaxing holiday uh, after a trip up and down the. Jersey Turnpike to visit some in-laws, which was uh, still fun. But uh, yeah, happy to, happy to be part of the show. This week. <laughs> it was good to get a good for me to get a Steeler win. I think it's one of the rare weeks when I hop on this show and I'm the only one who has a, a win under my belt. So I'll take uh, our still slimmer of hope of being in the playoffs, unlike my fantasy football teams, which are now all out of the playoffs or done. You're here. You made the championship week. Hopefully one of you two is in the championship as well, so we can at least have some people who maybe know what they're doing uh hosting this show so yeah um, i'm in any two championships champ- yep i'm in two there, you go. two there we go yeah we'll take all right we should have had you on from the start instead of jumping <laughs> you in championship week but we're here we've made the championship week hopefully if you're listening you are in the same boat as us so we're going to dive right into some of you waiver options it's going to be a fairly shorter show this week just because You've made the championship week. You don't need much more advice than what you have. The waiver wire is pretty thin. There weren't many injuries, but there still are some intriguing names that we want to bring up that if you're looking for that final push, if you've lost some uh, some minor injured guys, you know, there's some concern about Derrick Henry this coming week that we'll address and some other potential injuries, you may have to find a replacement. So hopefully we can give you one last little bit of advice to try and push you over the top. So with that being said, we will get over to the running backs and startup. We do have a couple names we want to mention, which bring up one that are worth monitoring going forward. So Mario, we'll start with you. Who is your go-to running back uh, for this coming week? Yeah, so this is the second week in a row. This guy's going to be my number one, and that's Tyler Algier. Um, I mentioned him last week because he was the one that single-handedly knocked me out of the playoffs um, with his best performance of his entire career. Um, he followed that up with another stellar performance. He finished his running back 11 last week. He outsnapped uh, Cordell Patterson 42-26, to 26, which is the largest gap of the season. Uh, 18 carries to Cordell Patterson's 8. Ran more routes, 20-15. to 15, More targets, 5-1. to one. And he's facing Arizona next week. And as good as J.J. Watt looked uh, last night, the Arizona is still, they're giving up the sixth most points to fantasy running backs. So I'm like an Algier. Yeah, I, re- I really like that call. He's been great this season. The matchup is awesome. He's been, he said, a number 11. He's been a top 10 running back pretty much every week the past couple weeks. And he's now, like I said, opening up that gap between him and Cordell Patterson. So I think he's a definite must-add and probably start from this point. I think he's full-on taking the lead in that backfield. Drew, we'll move over to you. Who is your, um, if it's not Algier, who is another running back you got your eye on in terms of uh, waivers this coming week? Uh, for me, it's James Cook. I think a lot of people probably um, added him earlier and then got frustrated in week 14 when he totally had 15 total yards against the Jets. Uh, and I don't know if that, uh, you know, 39 yards against the Dolphins on seven touches was enough to move the Devils. So I have, a, I have a feeling he's probably out there in a lot of leagues um, and uh, coming off of a 12 touches for 108 yards and a touchdown for the 
third time in four weeks he played 40% or more of the Bills snaps. Uh, you got to love that kind of opportunity. Uh, you got to love his his talent, his skills. Uh, he's just he's so quick. He, he could do so much with the ball in his hands. He's frankly a better athlete than Devin Singletary, and he's definitely been eaten into his uh, snap share more and more. So I, I just love the idea of swinging for the fences in the in the championship because if you're looking at Cook, you're probably looking at it for running back two or flex, uh, and uh, I absolutely love the upside there. And this coming week, they have the Cincinnati Bengals on Monday night in what should be an amazing shootout sort of game, and that game script works perfectly for James Cook. If you want to throw to keep up with a, a Bengals offense that's clicking on all cylinders right now, that's going to go in James Cook's favor. So I do, I like that call as well. I want to keep an eye on him going forward. I'll bring up one more name, and we don't have his stat line because he's currently playing as we're recording this, and that's Zach Moss with the Indianapolis Colts. They're playing the Giants, and that's actually not a bad matchup. We've already got 10th most points per games per running backs. Deion Jackson last on week, in week 15, after Taylor got hurt, he fumbled and was barely seen. In the original part that we're watching right now, we're still in the first quarter as we're recording this. But Zach Moss has become the lead back now. Will that change? Who knows? So if they, he does, ignore me. But I think that Zach Moss, if he continues to be the lead back on a Nick Foles-led offense, which let's face it, a Nick Foles-led offense, I have to be careful what I say because I'm sitting next to two <laughs> Eagles fans and recording this. It's not exactly the savior of the offense. So it might be another run-first offense going forward, especially against a Giants team that's allowing points to the running back. So mm-hmm. if that's the case, I think Zach Moss has some intriguing potential. I say this a lot on show name. I never really thought I'd be bringing up at your championship week, but if you're desperate and need a running back, I think Zach Moss is someone you keep an eye on because he's taking the lead in a backfield that may need to have a lead running back with how poor their quarterback's play has been all season. So before we move on to the wide receiver position, I do want to mention one other bit of news, and that may get more to what we saw, but Derrick Henry, there's some reports going around on Twitter that they may bench him this coming week week 18 against the Jaguars is a win and end situation for both teams so they may just sit out Henry and then get ready for week 18 if that is the case if Henry does sit do either of you have any interest in the Tennessee backfield do you have a back you prefer there or are you just trying to avoid that um uh, I mean I mean Hassan Haskins is okay but uh he's no Derrick Henry so I, <laughs> I like the fact that he's a physical kind of between the tackles kind of a guy fits the mold of what the Titans want to do but he's just he doesn't bring that so the same uh oomph if you will and I just I'm not really feeling it. I kind of I would rather I would rather go with uh with James Cook I would rather you know go with Zach Moss mm-hmm. like you said you know here we are watching this Colts uh, Chargers game and he's the only uh Colts running back so far to have a carry and I think uh um, Deion Jackson has what one touch so far. Uh, so I, I think, I think you're right on right. in that he seems to be the feature they traded for him. They, they brought him in specifically for a reason. So I think they're going to kind of give him some, uh, some run and, and see what happens. Yeah. I just going to echo what Drew said. I am not starting. I don't think anybody on this Titans offense this week, they're playing the Cowboys. The Cowboys are number four, give a, allow the fourth fewest points against running backs already. Um, and so I have zero confidence in uh, the backup there in Tennessee. And that's sad because it means we don't have to mention the name Chigo Conquo anymore. And I was enjoying doing that Big these past sad. weeks. Oh yeah. my goodness. As, oh, as soon as guy. Willis was announced as the starter, mm-hmm. I had to answer so many questions in the Reddit threads about like, do I still trust Chig? And I was heartbroken to say, I do not. Like, I, I don't trust anyone Malik Willis is throwing to. Hey, yeah, Chig was still the most... T- 
he was still the most targeted Titan. So there's still something there. <laughs> yeah, still, still, something. still something this past week. Yeah, it runs, it runs a four five. The chick does it, which is like I think oh. he, was he was the fastest tight end of any anyone in the entire rookie draft or uh, rookie class of 2022. So wow. I, I, was, I was super excited to see him get an opportunity. It doesn't surprise me that he's really kind of really taking you know, no pun intended, taking it and running with it because he's, <laughs> he's, he's, he's he's he's. But uh, it's a shame that uh, that it, we, that now we have to deal with this uh, Malik Willis situation. So. Yeah, it's disappointing, and we may get to that game in a little bit when we recap some of the games more than what we saw apart. But we'll move over to the wide receiver position. We each have a name we want to bring up as a waiver wire addition. Like we said, these are kind of borderline guys that are having hot hot streaks right now that you may want to play in your fantasy championships. So, Drew, we'll start with you this time. Who is your uh, number one priority in terms of wide receivers? This coming sure. I mean, look at look at Aaron Aaron Rodgers. Uh, he's back. I mean, he this is kind of a, a very reminiscent of a few years ago where the, everyone counted the Packers out and they ran the table, made the playoffs, and I think they went all the way to the NFC Championship game and uh, lost to the Falcons, if I remember call. If I recall correctly, so um, it kind of reminds me of that year. Um, but uh, I think a big part of that has been the emergence of Christian Watson, who unfortunately left with a hip injury, uh, and early indications are that it's not good. So uh, I, I say Romeo Dubs is a, a name that we were very excited about earlier this year, and then it kind of really just literally fell by the wayside. Uh, but I believe he's back now. He had five catches for fifty-five yards in Week Fifteen. Uh, he's he got a few he caught a few passes this past week. Have to figure he's going to uh, probably reemerge as a priority target for Rodgers down the stretch. Uh, so I think he's definitely somebody. If you're looking for a flyer as a wide receiver three or a flex, I think you could do a lot worse um, than um, than our man Romeo Dobbs. So he played 61 percent of the team snaps, which is the most he had played in any game for the Packers since week eight. Yeah, monitor the practice report closely. Like you said, Christian Watson did leave with an injury, so we'll see what his status is for this coming week. But if he is out, he probably does jump right back in as at the very least the number two in that offense behind Alan Lazard. And that's pretty valuable for a Packers team that's going to have to keep throwing, that's really trying to make that playoff push. Will they be a playoff team? I don't know. They're not really that good, but hey, the NFC, there's still wide open spots for them to make that playoffs as the seventh seed. So. If I learn anything, it's not to fully doubt Aaron Rodgers when people count him out. So it wouldn't shock me if they take that part. Yeah, so, they're playing for something. Yeah, They are. They are. And that's what we want to look for at this point in the season because they're definitely those teams that are just folding it in, such as the team we're currently watching on Monday Night Football. But we'll go, Mario, we'll, we'll turn it over to you now. Who is your, who's another wide receiver we should be keeping our eye on going forward for your championship? Yeah, Yep, so I'm going to mention uh, Jahan Dotson uh, over in Washington. He's rostered 23% Yahoo, 30% ESPN. Uh, he's coming off of a wide receiver 11 finish last week. Before that, he was wide receiver 9. Um, he's, play, he's playing Cleveland next week, which is a little bit of a tougher matchup. But, I mean, I'm just looking at the results right now, right? Like, he has a three touchdowns in his last three games. He has two really good finishes in the last two weeks. And even if we go back to... Um, he had a bye week in week 14, but week 13, he finishes wide receiver 18. So his last three weeks, 18 was his lowest. Um, it just seems like he's getting more and more involved. He was kind of just the gadget guy to start the season. Um, but you know, this isn't just Terry McLaurin's offense anymore. Like he's not the only wide receiver getting the looks, um, nine targets in three, in two of his last three games. You love to see the volume. Like I said, a touchdown in each of the last three. So I really like Dotson. If you just kind of need like somebody to fill in, um, on your team. Yeah, and we'll keep an eye on Washington as well. I didn't catch a lot of it, but 
Carson Wentz did come in and they did bench uh, Taylor Heineke. So I'm curious who they will end up starting uh, for this coming week. I, I might have missed it. I don't think they've announced it yet. Am I, am I wrong? Or uh, I, haven't I haven't heard, heard anything yet. I haven't heard anything yet either. I do. I, I love the Dotson call. He's got th- touchdowns in three straight games. Yeah. Uh, and he definitely has definitely emerged. Uh, he's, I think, he's becoming what everyone thought that uh, Curtis Samuel would be this year for the for the yep. for the uh, almost called them the Redskins, the Commanders. So, <laughs> so, uh, but uh, yeah, I, I, I definitely I love the call, and, and he's got tremendous upside as well. Yep. Yeah, we're 17 weeks in the season, yet it still feels like an adjustment to do that, even though it's uh, been a while. But it still <laughs> is on the tip of my tongue. It's the same thing with the Raiders. I still sometimes want to call them the Oakland Raiders. Oh yeah, they're they Las Vegas, so. Uh, one of San these days Diego we're gonna get it right chargers. san yeah. diego chargers yeah <laughs> yeah so it's it's crazy and i do that with baseball as well with a uh, cleveland's team i still call them their original yeah. their original name instead of the uh, the guardians but this yeah. is a football show so enough about baseball <laughs> uh, i do i do really like the dotson call you guys are right that upside's there he's been a focal point of an offense and no matter who's at quarterback i think they're gonna continue to get him involved i'm not too scared about the cleveland matchup myself and like you said it's your championship week. You go with the volume. He's getting the work. He should probably be in most teams' lineups going forward. Uh, so one more name I want to bring up is probably a bit more of a deeper league call, but I'm intrigued with Demarcus Robinson at this point. He caught his first touchdown of the season since week two this past week. It was on his only target. But prior to that, in week 13, he had eight targets, six targets in week 14, six targets in week 15. He's getting the volume. He's start, starting to become more of the lead receiver in Baltimore, which is still a scary predicament. But the good thing is that Baltimore could have Lamar Jackson this coming week, and they play the Pittsburgh Steelers next week. And I'm a Steelers fan, but if they can beat Steelers, it's through the air, and it's sometimes with the deep ball. So I think that plays into DeMarcus Robinson's hand. And I think that if you have Lamar deep ball against Steelers, things could work out. So I think you could do worse than putting DeMarcus Robinson as a desperation flex. I do like, I think he has a, some upside at this point with uh, how how often he's being used and the quarterback becoming healthy. So if you're desperate, I think Demarcus Robinson is a, a good play, but I do like both your calls more than Robinson uh, just in a vacuum. Fair enough. Yeah. yeah. So at this point, we will usually go into the streamers. It's not as much. You're in your championship game. More than likely, you have a quarterback that you are comfortable with. There haven't been any injuries that really make you having to swap quarterbacks. But if you are in desperate need for a quarterback, this is where we'll try and bring up a name or two. So Mario, we'll start with you. Do you have any sort of streamers? We'll put on the tight ends as well. Just do you have any streamers that's quarterback or a tight end position you wanna you wanna bring up at this point? Yeah, I mean, I've been t- I'll go tight end. Um, it's the name I've been saying the last couple of weeks. I'm gonna still ride or die with him. That's Juwan Johnson. Uh, he's been doing. He was actually pretty poor last week. Finishes tight end 47 with just uh 1.9 points. Week before that, he did have the 22.7. I'm not ready to give up on him yet. He's still just going back to the past one, two, three, four, five, six weeks. He has a top eight finish in four of the last uh, six. So I like that chance. And it's like when you're looking at tight end. Unless you have a top guy, unless you have a Kelsey, a Hawkinson, um, it really is. You're just throwing a dart. And this is the championship. You play to win. They are playing Philly at Philly, which is definitely a tough matchup. But, I mean, somebody's got to score there. You have to score to keep up with Philly. So, I like Juwan Johnson. He is He's my coin flip. I mean, most tight ends are going to get you just a couple points anyways. Why not gamble on that upside? He gets a touchdown. He gets you that double digits. We've been mentioning him the past couple of weeks, and it continues to be that matchup in Philly is tough, but 
if they have Jalen Hurts back, and even if they still have Gardner Minshew, we think that they're going to be probably have, New Orleans got to throw to keep up, and Juwan Johnson's kind of the lead guy, especially if Chris Olave is out like he was this past week. So keep an eye on that. I do like that call a lot. Drew, do you have any other streamer at the tight end position, or, do you, or over at the quarterback that you're looking for this coming week? Um, well, for tight end, I, I like Johnson. I think, I mean, uh, Johnson's as good as anyone. Cole Komet, uh, Daniel Bellinger, Tyler Conklin, they can make a case for those three as well. I probably like Johnson over those other three. Uh, Komet's got a nice matchup against Detroit. Bellinger, uh, he was really coming on before getting hurt. Now he's back. He had a, he had a key. Uh, I think it was a two point catch. I think a conversion. I think it was against the Eagles in this one. But he he seems to have Daniel Jones's eye in the in the red zone. Conklin's got a, a cake matchup against the Seahawks. So I think any one of those four are, are all worthy. But yeah, I probably like Johnson best of them. But for quarterbacks, I'm going to put my money where my mouth is here, or my mouth where my money is. Both of them. Either way, <laughs> I have I picked up uh, Gardner Minshew and started him this past week in uh, in my uh, semifinal matchup. I, I didn't uh, I, I didn't really like what a uh, well, couldn't trust Russ Wilson, and uh, I just couldn't quite bring myself to start Derek Carr in a in the frozen hellscape that was Pittsburgh uh, this past weekend. So <laughs> I was like, you know what? Let me go with Gardner Minshew. Uh, I like behind that offensive line with AJ Brown and uh, and Goddard coming back, and also the, the Devonta Smith. And uh, we'll see what happens. And he threw for what three hundred fifty five yards, a couple of touchdowns, and uh, I think ran one in too. So he ended up. Ha- I actually played against Patrick Mahomes, and Minshew outscored Patrick Mahomes. So I, if if Minshew's there and you need a quarterback. Uh, as long as Hertz is not playing, which I, they could rush him back, I can't see why they would. Uh, I'd rather have him rested and well uh, for the for the playoffs. And if they need him for against the Giants the following week, I think that's the smart move because uh, Minshew. We'll talk about that in a little bit, but he did not play poorly at all. I think Minshew's a, uh, as good as anybody you're going to find the waiver wire right now, and I'd roll, I'd roll with him uh, without hesitation. Yeah, I really like that call. And like you said, we're going to get to that in a little bit. You covered that for our what we saw series, and we do want to dive in that game, especially when you have two Eagles fans. I have to be happy about the fact that, you know, it's your, it's a rare loss for the Eagles and trying to see how to talk about that. But I do like that Minshew call as a quarterback. And another streamer that I'm going to be looking at this week, it's Brock Purdy. He's had one top eight quarterback, or top performance in the past three weeks. He's playing well. He's playing efficient. And you play the Las Vegas Raiders. I think a theme on this show throughout the season and throughout our articles has been play team, play guys who are playing the Vegas Raiders. And so, add those two together. Brock Purdy has a good matchup. The 49ers are still playing for seeding. They're still playing for something. I like his matchup going forward. He'll be close with Minshew over who I would uh, prefer if both are uh, are starting. So, we'll wrap it on up. We'll talk about the defenses we're looking to stream. If you want more in-depth look at those players, we'll have the Wavewire article still getting posted on the site, I believe, on Tuesday or Wednesday. We'll have the streaming quarterback, streaming defenses articles where you can get more looks into these guys. But we wanted to give you some ideas going forward as you prepare for your championship week. So any of you guys have some defenses you're looking at for uh, for this week? Yeah, um, I'll go ahead and, s- and start. Um, I threw out the, uh, the Dolphins. Uh, they're playing uh, at New England, I believe, coming up. Um, you know, Mac Jones has been kind of fine i know he was you know pro bowl in his rookie year but this year seems like he's taking a step back maybe it's the oc's fault but either way that offense is not clicking uh the last time the dolphins played new england was back in week one and the defense scored 20 points i'm not saying that's gonna happen again but i don't know why not why not take that chance sure i'll, I'll go with the chiefs if they're still out still out there are they are they playing uh they get the they get to host the denver broncos who are an absolute train wreck right now uh, so, I, I mean, I, I Chiefs are, to me, are up there probably in top five defense this week overall. 
Uh, definitely top 10 for sure. They're def- uh, by all means, startable defense. And then, and then the jets, the jets have uh, Seattle as well. They're on the road though. Don't cl- don't like them quite as much. Um, but Seattle definitely has been uh, misfiring of late as well. Um, they haven't been the same ever, uh, ever since uh, for me, Kenneth Walker got hurt. I think that offense just hasn't been the same since he hasn't been the same since uh, Geno Smith hasn't been the same since. Uh, and uh, yeah, so, but I, I think of the two, I, I'd, I prefer the chiefs. Yeah, talking about the Seahawks, Gino is was a bit hobbled. He did leave the game. He came back, but you know he's not 100. percent Tyler Lockett may be back, but we don't know. Marquise right. Goodwin is still banged up, so a weakened Seahawk offense. I could see the Jets as well. I do like your Chief call a lot. They've been playing very well of late. I do like the Dolphins also with how inconsistent and frankly just you know mediocre the Patriots are. Which I never thought I would say about a Bill Belichick led team. One other team I want to throw out there is the Chargers. They're playing the Rams, and we've talked about streaming against the Rams throughout the season. Yes, they did just put up 51 points against the Denver Broncos, but we'll get to that in a second. I don't know how much I really trust you playing well against the Broncos. So I think that Baker against a Chargers defense that's kind of feasting against Nick Foles right now may have similar results. So I, I do like the Chargers call. I probably would take your guys as well above the Chargers, but if you need someone, I think the Chargers are a fine, fine play. So... Before we move on over to some just highlights from the week from the, what we saw, do you have any other final feedback in terms of waivers? Any final uh, advice for goes going into championship week? Uh, just I'd be careful about uh, over tinkering <laughs> just to kick off. You've been you've been thinking about this met this matchup uh, all week long, and then sometimes what we do is uh, we try to outsmart ourselves with uh, you know like an hour an hour before kickoff. So uh, unless there's a major injury uh, situation moving the needle. Uh, stick, stick with your gut and uh, trust the process that got you there. Yeah, I think uh, yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, I, I was gonna say no. I I can't even like that's just it. It's just trust the process. Don't don't get into your head. I know we. I think we still have some Saturday games coming up. Um, so I think that was some great advice we mentioned last week. But definitely just like be aware of when the games are. You know, if you're in the middle of tinkering, uh, just make sure you have your lineup set before those surprise Saturday games sneak up on you. Yeah, keep an eye on news at this point in the season. We talk about Derrick Henry as one. There are teams that are out of it and are going to be trying new things. We may see a surprise bench. We may see Henry sit. We may see a little slight injury where he's like, you know, let's just sit you. We're out of contention. So really monitor those practice reports, monitor those coaches' interviews, because something's going to come up. Something will have to change your plans and be ready to pivot, whether it's moving Derrick Henry out, moving him to your flex. Just be ready, but don't over tinker. Like I said, you want to be prepared. But once you have it set, you think you're going to go, just be ready. And always hit us up if you have any further questions for start sits, waivers, etc. We'll all be active on Twitter, Discord, the Reddit thread, wherever you can find us to get those final decisions, those final last-minute start sits. But we'll over to some of what we saw, just some highlights from this past week that we feel are worth mentioning. You're both Eagles fans. And I know, Drew, you covered the Eagles game for our uh, What We Saw series. And you talked about how Gardner Minshew played. So we'll kind of start out there. What did you guys see out there? Is there anything that you want to let our listeners know? Just kind of remind of, I know the stat line you say is a bit misleading for Gardner Minshew. Yeah, well, I, I'll get into the, the Minshew in a sec. The, I want to say, first of all, I think the, the untimely defensive breakdowns and turnovers basically robbed the Eagles, I think, of the NFC division title there this past week and that coveted first round buy as the number one overall seed. Um, I think they're going to need that extra week of rest with 
right tackle Lane Johnson out for the rest of the regular season with an abdominal injury. He was lost uh, at, a key, at a key point, so he was not there, really there down the stretch. The team really needed that the most, and the, the the Cowboys definitely got a lot more push on the pass rush on the right side without him there for sure. Um, they also lost integral uh, defensive cog Devontae Maddox, which is their slot corner, indefinitely with a toe injury. But thankfully for the Eagles, C.J. Gardner-Johnson is due back from, from the IR very soon. Hopefully you can plug that hole. So a uh, point of frustration for Eagles fans like Mario and myself is that 20 of the Dow- of Dallas's 40 points actually came off of four Eagles turnovers. So the Gardner Minshew did throw a pair of picks, and, two, and he also fumbled once. Uh, Miles Sanders also coughed it up. Uh, one of at least one of those interceptions from Minshew was was squarely on the shoulders of Quez Watkins, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, and I like Quez; I think he's a but he but he uh, he basically had that ball just ripped out of his hands by Deron Bland, uh, and that really took the air out of what was shaping up to be a late go ahead drive for the Eagles to kind of take command of the game once again. Uh, that just really really kind of ripped the heart out of that whole that whole drive that whole offense. Um, and seven of Philly's 34 points themselves actually came on the courtesy of a Dak Prescott pick six, thanks to uh, Josh Sweat there in the first quarter. So 27 points in this game were off of turnovers, and Dallas collected 20 of those. But Minshew, like I mentioned, did play fairly well. He threw 24 or 40 yards, 24 or 40 for 355 yards, excuse me, and a pair of touchdown passes. Uh, But one thing he did show us that he's no Jalen Hurts, especially on the ground. It seemed like every time that he was scrambling out of the pocket, like Micah Parsons (laughs) just sitting there licking his chops like a a cat ready to pounce on a baby bird, right? It was just just ugly to see. uh, And and Minshew's not the slowest of foot. He's not a statue back there. But that's just a a credit to Micah Parsons and the speed of that Dallas defense. He just was going – he was going nowhere. So, But Hurts has that extra gear. Uh, or two that Minshew just does not have. And that, that whole dimension was lacking in this game. Um, but credit to the Eagles for playing as well as they did without that. So uh, A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith both showed up. They both went over 100 yards in a day. Um, but really the turning point of the game for the Eagles, um, besides the fumbles and, and so forth, uh, it was just failing to stop Dallas on third and 30. So the, they put, oh, the, my goodness. They put, yep. put Dallas on third and 30 at a key point in the game. T.Y. Hilton, the animated corpse of T.Y. Hilton, just lines up. Um, he hasn't, he's come, literally comes off the street. He hasn't played, I think, what? This, did he play it all this year? I can't remember. I don't uh, think no, so. I don't, think, I don't so. think so. So he comes in. The only target of the day is he catches a 52-yard bomb uh, down the sideline uh, to, to, to move the sticks down into Eagles territory, deep in Eagles territory. The clutches to catches. Uh, and Darius Slay was actually beaten on that play, and it wasn't the only time in the game where he was he was uh, taken advantage of. And it was, from my opinion, probably his worst performance of the season at the, the most inopportune time. Um, so that was kind of disappointing to see. So, But one thing we've seen about the Eagles is they usually kind of answer the bell, uh, and they re- have responded well uh, to adversity. So I'm excited to see what they'll do in the, in the, in the coming two games here. So but on the Cowboys' side, uh, Dak Prescott was masterful after the early pick six completed 14 of his next 15 passes and ended the day with 347 yards passing, three touchdown passes, uh, and 41 yards on the ground sprinkled in for good measure. Um, probably the best game of the season, really, at a time when the Cowboys needed it most. So C.D. Lamb was his go-to guy early and often. He, had, he ended up with 10 catches for 120, yard, 120 yards and a pair of touchdowns. And I believe he went over 100 yards before the half, if I remember correctly. He was, it just The Eagles just couldn't stop him. Uh, and Dallas uh, at this point has locked up at least a five seed uh, to win that division. They have to win out with against uh, Tennessee and Washington, and they need the Eagles to drop both of their final two games against the Saints and the Giants. 
So the Eagles, on the other hand, just need one more win to kind of seal up that division and clinched home field throughout the playoffs. And like we said, get that crucial uh, first round by. So um, I'll throw it back to you guys. So Mario, when you add any uh, thoughts there, when you add anything there about what you, what you saw with the uh, Eagles? Drew, you, you summarized it so well. The only thing I was going to say, and you touched upon it early on, but um, was the Lane Johnson injury. Sounds like he's going to be out the, the rest of the regular season, hopefully back for the playoffs. He's currently leading the NFL in most snaps without a sack allowed this year. So definitely a huge, huge loss on the Eagles offensive line. I think that was one reason, you know, why Gardner Minshew looks so comfortable is just having that extra time. So that is definitely just the biggest thing I'm going to keep an eye on. Luckily, the two matchups going up, the Saints and the Giants, neither of them too, too vicious on the defensive side. Um, So hopefully it won't be too much of a loss, but hopefully come playoff time, Lane Johnson will be back. Yep, and then with uh, what's, what what looks like it's going to happen is that uh, Andre Dillard will probably get snaps. Dillard was a disappointment for the Eagles, I think, after the first year or two. But uh, he did look a lot better, I will say this, in training camp and watching him in this uh, earlier on in the uh, in the preseason. He looked like he really kind of improved uh, as, a, as a pass blocker. So we'll have to see what he can bring in a, in a critical time there. Um, thankfully, we still have uh, – uh, Okay, Jason Kelsey in there. Jordan Melata is still there. Uh, Lana Dickerson is playing at a Pro Bowl level this year. Uh, so the, there's still a, a, big, a nice healthy core along the Eagles line. So I don't think it's time to panic necessarily. Uh, definitely cause for concern when you lose a player of Lane Johnson's car, uh, caliber. Uh, but uh, hopefully he'll be back from playoffs. And uh, I think I don't think the Eagles should uh, run into too much trouble, like you said, against this, the Saints and the, and the Giants. So they should win at least one of those two. Yeah, it's not going to shock me if the Eagles don't play Jalen Hurts at all the rest of the season. Even if he's slightly banged up, like you said, you can beat Saints or the Giants with Gardner Minshew as your quarterback. I'm not going to be surprised by that. I'm not going to be surprised if Gardner Minshew, if he does start these two games, earns himself another starting job going into 2023. Mm-hmm. Just based on these couple games down the stretch. Uh, like I said, he looked really good from what I saw. I didn't see a lot of it. I was out there at uh, some family's house, but I was able to watch some of that game along with some of the Giants and Vikings games that day. Real excited. That game was amazing. I mean, that was great back and forth football. Uh, don't have too much more to to add about that. Um, as a Steeler fan, I did catch the Steeler game late in it. Pickett's looking better, and I'm, I'm as a Steeler fan, I am impressed with him. He's starting to look more comfortable back there. Najee Harris is getting the ball going on the ground. Derek Carr looks like he may be working his way out of Vegas along with what should be Josh McDaniels, but who knows with how their uh, salary cap's going if they can even afford to get rid of McDaniels with what they're paying John Gruden. That's Vegas is in a, in a messy situation right now. And speaking of coach firings, one little bit of news going into today was that Nathaniel Hackett was officially fired for Denver Broncos, a move that all of us probably saw coming. That was a, a disastrous marriage. And after you lose by 30 something points to the Baker Mayfield led Los Angeles Rams, I guess that's the final straw for that. Yeah, so, yeah. When uh, when Pat, I don't know if anyone caught any bit of the Nickelodeon broadcast, but uh, Patrick Starr was doing a call when Russell Wilson threw an interception, uh, and just said something about it's like, oh, like he wasn't trying to cook that, you know. It's, it's just like if Patrick Starr roasts you on national television, it's like, oh, it's over. Uh. Yeah, that's um, that's something. And um, we got a poll in our Discord that I do want to bring up, and it's horrible options every way. You're being tortured. Must watch one. Russell Wilson at quarterback for the Colts, Matt Ryan playing for the Broncos, or Zach Wilson for the Titans with no Derrick Henry. Is there anything in that that you can actually make yourself try and watch? I think I'd rather hot, rub hot sauce in my eyes. 
I was tr- I, I was trying to think of something that would be worse than that. And I think you're right. It. Hot yeah, sauce might not be. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm I'm hopeful. I I know like there's always that second year bump. So I don't know who the Broncos are gonna get. Maybe they can kind of salvage something next year. But definitely, I mean, this year it's it, it is unwatchable. Um, it is just bad television. Yeah. Hey, for all we know, they could be the team that lures Sean, Pay- Sean Payton back. I know he's itching to get back on the sideline. Maybe getting the coach Russell Wilson and a team that people are excited about is enough to get him uh, back out there. So you never know. But any other things that really stood out from this past weekend? I know you guys were mainly focused on the Eagles, and it was the holidays, so we weren't as, um, you know, we were obviously watching the football when we can, but, you know, there are other things going on that. To not have our, our, our attention on Sunday and Saturday as a normal s- Sunday would. That's uh, super cliff notes. Is that of course leave it to Detroit, who like have been on this incredible run. I think they were six and one, and their only loss was to the Bills on Christmas on Thanksgiving Day. Like, and they were competitive in that game, and like they're vying for the playoffs, and then they lose to the Panthers. They give up two hundred rushing yards in the first half, something like that. So it's like classic Detroit. It's like here you are, just like looking great. And then to the Panthers, who are just like, I don't know what they're doing right now. Hey, they're about to maybe win that division. They have a big Week 17 game Listen. against the Buccaneers, where if they win, they will be in first place in that division. Sam Darnold was drafted to beat Tom Brady for the division. So if he can do it, like he will fulfill his <laughs> destiny. Just, just not how the Jets plan. <laughs> Yeah, I'll throw I'll throw something out there for you. The yeah. the commander the commanders and giants and cowboys are still taking up those three wild card spots, and we're two games. We are two day two weeks away from looking at all four NFC East teams uh, being in the playoffs. It's wild, <laughs> absolutely wild. So I mean, we talk about that the the Panthers and the Buccaneers and that god awful a, a NFC South. That's probably part of the issue. So, I mean, that's something that sticks out at me, the implosion of the Dolphins, and now with the news of Tua entering mm-hmm. concussion. Yeah, that, was, that should have been. Second time. Should, so, that, yeah. Yeah, that's, okay. that's, 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 that sticks out at me. And then, of course, the, the continued dissension of the, of the 49ers winning their eighth straight game with Brock Purdy under center continuing to just make it happen. It's just I don't think anyone saw that coming. I think everyone figured that, well, first Trey Lance goes down, then it was Jimmy G, and now he goes down, and up oh, here comes Mr. Irrelevant. Um, and, uh, I don't think anyone saw this, you know, I know that everyone loves the Niners defense and, uh, and, but man, to, to be played at the same level with, with a, a rookie seventh round draft pick at the helm is, is pretty impressive. Yeah. I, I, I'm happy you brought up to a news because that was something that probably, I probably should have brought up. He is currently in the concussion protocol again. So his status for week 17 is in doubt. And this is a team that kind of needs him out there. They're, fighting for their playoff lives right now. They are currently holding on to, pending the result of this Monday Night Football game, they may drop to the seventh seed in the AFC with four, five teams biting on the tail of the Steelers, the Titans, the Patriots, the Jets, all at 7-8 right behind those Dolphins. So if they lose to a, we may go from uh, how excited we were about Mike McDaniel and the, uh, the Dolphins, how great things were looking to, they may be missing the playoffs. So monitor that closely. I'm sure as we get to the or later on in the week, we'll get into some of the impact that starts at show as to what the impact will be for Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle if Tua is forced to miss this week. So that's another one you'll have to monitor uh, moving forward uh, as we get closer and closer to Sunday. Yeah. Oh, one other thing. Break up the Jacksonville Jaguars. 
they are in first place in the, in the NFC and the AFC. Side. <laughs> Who had that in their bingo card exactly? So they're no seven one. and eight. I mean, the South, the both South teams are South divisions are, are just a mess. But seven and eight, but yet first place in the division. They won three straight. Um, so uh, they they're really playing really well. Trevor Lawrence has definitely taken a step. Uh, Christian Kirk is earning the money that mm-hmm. so many of us, myself included, kind of uh, lampooned those that contract. He and Zay Jones both are getting what hundred million dollars between the two of them, uh, and but they both played quite well uh, and uh, to their credit. So Doug Peterson, uh, hats off to him for turning around a, an absolutely abysmal situation. Uh, you know that Urban Meyer. Oh my goodness, that's just you talk about uh, you know hot sauce in the eyes. Is <laughs> watching the Jaguars last year was that that's what we were dealing with. So, uh, yep. So uh, I just I got I got to take my hat my hat off to the Jaguars. Yeah, as Eagles fans, I'm surprised that wasn't as your top of your mind. Man, now that Doug Peterson <laughs> is back to potentially leading a playoff team. You're right, well, the Jaguars are. There's a lot to like. Go, what's going on in Jacksonville? I think they can. You know, Trevor Lawrence, you said, has taken a huge leap this season and starting to look like that number one pick we saw while the number two pick is working his way out of New York and likely will not start a game for the New York Jets ever again. So yeah. it's just crazy. But after what happened for in between one year, the difference that uh, just one loss to the Rams or one win against the Rams made <laughs> for every New York Jets and their uh, trajectory the next uh, however many years. So that beco- yeah. might become one of the biggest one what ifs in a recent memory that if the Jets were able to just lose one extra game and get Trevor Lawrence instead of Zach Wilson. So just a, another exciting week of this season. It's going to be fun. This final push to the season for those final wildcard spots are going to be extremely exciting. The final push for these poor South divisions. It's exciting in the sense that the divisions are still up for grabs. We know probably that Jaguar Titan game will be flexed to Sunday night in week 18 because it's going to be four to the division. We know next week's Panthers Bucks game is going to be hopefully good. I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know, but it's it's for, it's for the division in a way. So you know, it's going to be it's going to be interesting, and I'm um, I'm excited to watch some competitive playoff football. I'm excited. My Steelers are still alive. Technically, we need a lot of help, but we can still potentially make a playoff berth. And you know, what crazier things have happened in the NFL, especially in this 2022 season. So just, you never know what Packers. can happen. Yeah, just ask the Packers. Yeah. They they had about the same chance uh, going into this week, and now they're all of a sudden they're back in play. So mm-hmm. yeah, as the Commanders implode, another one thing to monitor is who will start for them, whether it be Taylor Heineke or Carson Wentz. We talked about it a little earlier, so keep an eye on that. Either way, we're not fully interested in them for fantasy, but hey. You know, you want to know, especially if you're a, a Jahan Dotson or Terry McLaurin manager. So keep an eye on that. So if we don't have anything else, I think it's going to wrap it up. This is a good uh, you know, recap of this past week. Keep an eye out for those uh, waiver wire players. Drew, before we go, let everyone know if they can find you on Twitter, um, any work you're currently working on, and uh, yeah, what you're doing, what anything else you're doing for the site. Sure. I'm doing, uh, I've been working a lot with the Sit Start team, actually, and um, I'm a Drew Delaware on Twitter. Uh, so you can follow me there. Uh, I'll pop into Reddit awesome time time as well. This, all the sit start stuff we've been doing as well. But uh, you can hit me up there too if you have any questions or need any uh, last minute lineup advice. You can find me there as well. Um, so it's been a great season with QB list here. I'm excited for uh, for everyone that's still alive and kicking in the playoffs. So best of luck in your championships. Yeah, and Mario, you plugging it enough, but one last time, let's plug it. Let's plug your work. Plug where you can find you on Twitter and uh, anything else you're currently working on. 
Of course. So, yes, you can find me on Twitter at Mario Adamo Jr. Uh, you see me a lot on QB list to win the sit starts as well as what we saw. I also have another uh, podcast. It's called uh, you can find us at not a comp podcast. Um, you can look for us. Not a competition uh, where me and uh, my co-host Brady. We just kind of go back and forth about our fantasy teams. So we're both out of it at this point, but we just go over the spreads. We go over the um, any other mini start, starts, but we mostly just go over like the games coming up in the week. Any uh, spreads that we like, we dislike, things of that nature. Um, and that's it. And, you know, Eckler, got, I saw the Eckler got a touchdown, not doing me yep. too, too well. Now I'm already eliminated, but thanks for trying, Eckler. <laughs> you know what? It's better late than never. I have someone who had yeah. DJ Moore in a couple leagues and he scored a touchdown. I'm like, well, he could have done that a couple weeks ago. Well, that would have been, would have been great for me. But yeah, you can find me. Cam Akers. Yeah. yeah. Cam that was a big highlight. You know, Cam drafted Akers. him in the fourth round. It only took him, you know, how many weeks? Now you score two touchdowns, right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and we finally got a Chiefs running back to carry teams to the championships, and it just turns out it was Jarek McKinnon. The craziness <laughs> yeah, right? that 2022 brought. My brother was telling me about his friend's uh, fantasy team that at the beginning of the year had nothing, and he was led to the championship on the backs of Jarek McKinnon and Cam Akers as his running backs. Like is that the craziness <laughs> of 2022. Like we but all predicted. You can f- Yep, you can find me on Twitter at Callen underscore Elslegger. You can find the site at VQBList, QBList.com. Like I said, we'll have the waiver wire article up along with this podcast. We'll have the start sit uh, articles, the what we saw the articles are already up. We'll have streaming quarterbacks, streaming defenses, all your needs you'll have for your championship. And of course, hit us up on Twitter, join the Reddit threads, come into the Discord, whatever you need to get that final bit of advice, that final extra, you know, nudge to the right direction we're happy to do that that's what we're all here for so best of luck for this coming week in your championships hopefully that this show will help you get that uh that extra need so good luck and we'll talk to you soon on the cubulus fantasy football podcast